I bet. Did you clean up all your beer? Yeah. It was just like, it would not stop spouting out. It was crazy. I mean, I, I don't know. There's a dick joke in there somewhere. I'm too tired and sad to make it. everyone, and welcome to May We Geek Again, a podcast where we cover sci-fi TV shows through the lens of philosophy and dick jokes. My name is Joe, and I'm joined by my disappointed co-hosts, Shaheen and Bubs. Hi, guys. Hey, guys. Uh, this is episode 94 of our podcast, and we're going to be talking about The 100 Season 7, episode 13. You can find us on SoundCloud and other places around the internet. We love fan feedback, so feel free to come yell at us on Twitter at MayWeGeekAgain or at MayWeGeekAgain at gmail.com. And of course, we always post the episodes to Reddit in case you enjoy long-form discussion. Um, before we get into our little individual intros, I just wanted to specifically call out, um, well, first of all, my bad for signing out of our Gmail account and forgetting to check it, but we got a lovely fan feedback uh, email um from uh one of our listeners uh Rochelle um hopefully I'm pronouncing your name right and I didn't butcher it um thank you so much for listening and your kind words and everyone on Twitter this past week who has assured us that while they might not even necessarily watch the last few episodes of the show they will be listening to our podcast uh rip it apart so thanks I guess or you're welcome I really don't know um but it was lovely it, it has been a lovely ride on Twitter this past uh couple of days um i mean seriously when our podcast is the highlight of the season you know season seven shit the bed yeah because like, this is terrible <laughs> like we are not a good podcast our our i mean thanks to shaheen for editing but otherwise it's just garbage <laughs> uh yeah, anyway sweet, guys. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for listening thanks for listening <laughs> Um, it is great to have both of you here today. Um, I was going to say we usually start off with uh, giving some information about ourselves and a little icebreaker game. Um, I guess since last week we did uh, a death watch that was proven partially true. Um, however, unsatisfactorily, I feel like I should ask another season mystery and see how unsatisfactorily it will be resolved. Um, will we find out who snatched Gaia and brought her to Earth? Or nah. Um, uh, Shaheen, uh, Bubs, go first. Oh, I, um, I was just thinking noisily. Um, I, all I know is that whatever this mystery with Gaia is, it'll be, like, so much better done than what they did with Bellamy, because they won't have the petty spite, um, dictating their choices. <laughs> so, I mean, I think. I mean, I the bar know. is low. The bar yeah, is I mean, very, very low. The only part that could be interesting is, I mean, it seemed like she was taken for a reason. Um, and from that perspective, you have to wonder then if there is some kind of time travel Wonk. wormhole um, that, you know, went back and got her at that specific point for a reason. I don't know. Um, I'm going to be pissed I, if I mean, it was Shade Hedda. Like, I'm going to be so pissed because we saw him in, like, the Bardo Bees jumpsuit. And I'm like, I swear to God, if that's his redemption story of getting Gaia so that Indra can be with her, I'm going to, like, shoot myself in the foot. Yeah, I um, mean, people thought it was Bellamy, and obviously it's not Bellamy. Barney, probably so not. Weird, whatever. But also, like, when I saw that guy grab her, like, Bellamy's a beefcake. Like, it was not, <laughs> like, those were not his, like, 
warm, thick arms that I want to be between. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's somebody else. So. Um, all right. Uh, Shane, how about you? Little, in, little, little hello and, and who snapped Gaia? Um, hi, my name is Shaheen. I live in Pittsburgh. Um, I, do we, will we find out who snatched Gaia? Um, I Or is it just so. going to be Gaia just happens to be on Earth and they're like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um. Maybe. I, I think we will find out, but I don't think it will be anything exciting. Like, That's... I think it will just be some rando. Okay. That will it be a Bardo B or will it be one of our people? Um I'm thinking a Bardo B or like some weird survivor of Earth or some some shit like that. Someone okay, who so on Earth. Whatever it is, it's not satisfying. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's probably like they're waiting there for our characters to like there has someone has to be there so that like our characters could, can go back to Earth, I guess. Um, so anyway, I don't. Know. All right, um, all right. I guess I'll go. Oh. Um, and what I, I didn't introduce myself. Should I do that or not? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> not like anyone. I doubt that anyone who is listening to this podcast is like, wow, I should really start with episode thirteen. Who are these people? <laughs> <laughs> right yeah no so my bubbles um i recently went back to new york and moved out of my room so i'm technically not a new yorker anymore um Weird. although i'm bubbles a san diegan i guess <laughs> <laughs> moving on <laughs> joe. great intro um i'm joe i live in austin um that's all i got uh i mean yeah i think i think i agree with shaheen on this uh they will somehow let us know because that seems like a very strange plot point. Granted, that that happened during the time of what were clearly some reshoots and rewrites that happened in that season. So it'll probably be so, like, I bet it'll be like fucking Gabriel or some bullshit, you know, where you're just kind of like, really? Why are you even um, here still? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think if we do get an explanation, it'll be sort of a nothing. Um, and that's about it. Uh, all right, let's uh, get into the actual episode, uh, episode 713 called Blood Giant, uh, directed by Michael Cliet, uh, unless that was French and I butchered it and there are silent letters, I have I'm no idea, sure I took Spanish. Well, that tracks. Now um, this episode I- is E-rated. <laughs> You're welcome, it's better than a T for teen. Um, right? Just why? Waste of time. Waste of my time. Uh, written by uh, Ross Knight. Um, so let us get into what I'm sure is going to be a rousingly positive uh, response. What was everyone's overall take? Um, Bubs, let's actually start with you. I feel like this is this was your, I would say it was your moment, except I feel like uh, it was probably a little anticlimactic. Not um, to stay with a theme, I guess. I mean... It was kind of just like, I felt like the whole episode, I was just waiting for that to happen, basically. So you knew ahead of time. Well, so I had been, I wouldn't say spoiled because it was very, like, ambiguous. It was like, Bellamy's going to die before the end, um, but it was unclear as to when. And they made it sound like it was a good arc, which, I'm sorry, to whom? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And... But, like, the timeline kind of met around now, I guess. I'm like, yeah, it's probably going to be this episode. 
Um, and they were really going in hard to like completely tear him down. So I feel like it was clear they didn't have a lot of time between trying to get the audience against him and killing him. Um, so yeah, so I guess I felt like I was waiting for it to happen. There was a moment where I was like, wait, are they not going to do it? Um, because that moment in the end where Clark's like, not you, you stay here. I lost you. I thought that was like the alternate shot ending where he doesn't die. And, and then they just kind of had, abandon him to a planet and that's yeah, it. Yeah. And then maybe they would have like reunited later after whatever twist is in store with this test war, whatever nonsense. Um, so, but then of course they kill him and, I guess I didn't, I didn't expect it to be so cruel, is my takeaway. Because, like, he dies alone, having his, like, best friend not only, like, cut him down, leave him behind, and say that, she, you know, he's dead to her, basically, and then actually Actually, make he's dead. dead. <laughs> not just to her, but to everyone. And, like, it's just, like, they cared so little, um... Apart from getting this done, because when you examine, like, the whole story, like, not It should have been ago, moving. Yeah, like... I mean, like, not, it, it, ignoring ignoring Bellamy's arc this season, the fact that, like, if you just say from season one through season five or whatever the fuck, and you say Bellamy's arc concludes with Clark killing him, like, that should have been an emotional fucking punch. And it should have had a huge build... That happened, like, that started, like, seasons ago. But mm -hmm. this was, like, two weeks ago, Clark was writing on a paper lantern that her biggest regret was leaving Bellamy behind in Polis to die. And that she would never, ever forget that he was her family ever again. And it's just, like, so, whoa, are you serious? Did you not, like, remember what you wrote last season? Did you not remember, like, season five plotline? Like... <laughs> It's, there's so much that they just, they decide where the story, they want the story to go, and they just kind of point all the characters in that direction. And, and we see that so many times in this episode with like, um, you know, when Raven and Murphy are having their little, um, their little exchange, which, you know, it, it was a good exchange and, and they have so much chemistry. So like, obviously you want them interacting more because every scene that they have is great. Um, but like, so they're they're kind of sniping at each other playfully, and um, what it, um, Murphy goes, yeah, well, you lost all our friends, and literally the only person that they care about still that isn't there is Echo. So who are these quote unquote friends that Raven lost? <laughs> um, and it's just like they throw that word around so Wait, many times. What about Wait, Miller? yeah, Octavia was gone. Yeah, but Octavia's not in their group anymore. Like, after... Oh, um, yeah. Remember, like, they went to space, they came back, Octavia, like, Got it. Okay, so you mean event. space crew. Like, of space yeah, crew, the Echo's the only one missing. Exactly. And, like, Miller was also on the other side, and it's not... Like, we didn't have any time for them to reconcile, and I can't even remember, did Raven and Octavia say hello in Bardo? Like, I, I don't even remember. I have no idea. Um, right. We will. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, we'll probably get into these into the episode unless there's some more overall takes you want to have um, as yeah, our I resident guess, like, Bolarker. What I was trying to say was 
it was just a hollow episode. Like, this whole season is just panning out to be very hollow. And this, I mean, to me, this was a show-ending episode. Like, this killed the show, I think, for a lot of people. Um, and a, a lot of it's just... And I think non-Belarkers as well. Yeah. Like, if you read Selena Wilkins' interview, who, you know, she likes Bellamy, though she has never been, like, she has admitted that she is, you know, she's like, I like Bellamy, I like Bellamy and Clark, but I'm not, you know, like, they're not my, you know, my OTP, as they say, as, as the youth um, like to say. But, like, she was, man, if, if anyone wants to read a beautiful take on this episode, just, and by take, I mean takedown, it was perfect. <laughs> Um, and she's been the show's greatest champion for a lot of the seasons. And, and she has she has her criticisms, but uh-huh. she really trusted the direction, the, the show to, you know, eventually get somewhere that made sense. And I think that she's kind of getting a little bit lost now in terms of, like, was that ever true? Not yeah. to put words in her mouth. Just read her. But reviews. it was, um, it yeah. was good. Yeah. Um, did you cry? No, I didn't. I didn't cry watching it, and I didn't cry rewatching it. The only time I choked up was reading other people talk about it online, um, and thinking about just like, I mean, I love this character so much, and I just expected having this like epic story for him. And you know, not all stories have happy endings, but they no. have endings. They have like a a cohesive arc that ends. You know. I, I don't know, like, it, it's a real story, not like a three episode, like, he basically played a guest star on the final season of his own show, like, that was like, that was the role of a guest star that has like three episodes and then they die, you know, that was like a Nikki, that was like a Doug, um, <laughs> and they gave him that, like, it's so offensive on so many levels, to, not just to the character, but to the audience and to the actor who plays the character. Like, it's just, why would you do that to your own show? How stupid are you? It felt very, to me anyway, it felt extremely, like, spiteful and petty. And you're because super, they, like, they could level-headed have. about that stuff. They, like, I'm always, like, tin hat, these yeah. motherfuckers, you know? But you're not that way. But... It's, it's that even with the, even with the few episodes that they had, I mean, A, it, it comes off as very much a, a last minute decision because they could have made that, that ending emotionally devastating. Like Clark killing Bellamy should fucking matter. It should destroy people because like, yeah, they were the, the, the main enduring relationship on the, you know, for whatever, how you ever you want to read it, the main enduring relationship on the show And so, like, if they wanted to sow the seeds of Bellamy sort of regressing back to season three, like, always, you know, still kind of searching for his purpose and his meaning, they could have set that up, you know, starting in season five and season six and, you know, kind of dribbled it in to season seven. And then, you know, it would have mattered. But as it is, they just kind of, you know, slapdashed it on there and nobody cared. Like, your second lead gets shot by your first lead and it doesn't matter. Anyway, sorry. Shaheen, what's your overall take? Sorry, I, I realized that I like let us down this little rabbit hole of what <laughs> I mean, we're talking a lot about. To talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we all kind of feel similarly. Um, I feel like every fear we had for this season kind of came true 
this episode. <laughs> like, you know, we kept talking about is what is Bellamy's end going to be? Like, is because, uh, you know, is he going to die? Uh, is he going to go down like fighting for uh, Cadigan's cause? Is he going to like return to his previous self? Uh, is it going to be something in between? It's going to be hard to pull off something in between. That would be interesting, whatever. And, um, you know, that none of that, of course, happened. And then, um, you know, shit hit us roll. <laughs> like this whole season, I, I mean, <clears throat> I kept asking myself, and I think I take it based on what you guys are saying, that you're asking yourself similar questions of like, um, you know, like, is, so, where is this going? Like, okay, Shehera, you know, takes over. Um, hopefully, this will pay off. Hopefully, there's there's something interesting that comes out of that when uh, Clark and co. come back to Sanctum, right? That was the only thing that would have redeemed that storyline. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay, so we waited this whole time and suffered through Shehera's nonsense. Um, hoping that there will be this huge problem, like just like mind fuck of a problem, uh, when they get to to Sanctum, uh, and you know it's just like they have to come up with something really elaborate or you know clever to get around the whole thing and, and whatever. But it was just like in two seconds, it was over in two seconds. The uh, Bartobies just shot all of his people and knifed him and that was it and it was like yeah this like none of this had any purpose or payoff or anything like it's so anticlimactic the whole thing like the whole shit had a thing. like this whole season he was like we were supposed to get more and more and more scared of him and like you know just apprehensive what is he gonna do and like he's so brutal is you know and everything and and then it's just invisible people just killed everyone and, and that was it. <laughs> I mean, so, I think that's, it, a, a, unless you have like a lot more to go, like I feel like that's like actually kind of a perfect intro to us talking about the episode, <laughs> unless you have more that you want to cover for it. Um, well, I just want to say that I appreciate this sort of um, chaotic confluence of every character pursuing their own foolish goals. You know, with no <laughs> not to judge, but to connect them, um, and it's not something you commonly find in stories. Like stories tend to be very um, coherent and Chekhov gani. You know, like they when there's anything, like any element of the story has to have a purpose. Every character that's doing something will eventually, like um, they all will f- flow into like a, like different streams into a river that that ends the story is usually the way people write the story. So it's kind of, you know, innovative and, and postmodern and whatever to have all these characters who are just like, absolutely doing their pointless thing. things happening. <laughs> yeah. So I appreciate that. It makes the story <laughs> feel more realistic and less preachy. You know, you, you, you get the feeling that like, yeah, the story is not saying anything about like this is where it should go or this character is right or that character is wrong. It's just a bunch of people doing their thing and you can decide for yourself who you side with or whatever, which is what we like about this show. That being said, <laughs> um, there are rewarding and unrewarding ways to do it. Um, like, 
don't know if if each of these stories um, play to the same theme from a different angle, for example, or um, well, I think that that's what made, they were trying to do. About, at least with the um, like the the Nikki and Raven, and I think Indra uh-huh. and Shade Hedda was supposed to maybe be a parallel, except Nikki really had no fucking purpose this season. And Raven yeah. has already killed and a bunch we'll talk of people. About that. Even Nikki's story didn't have any payoff or purpose. Like, no, no. And then like Indra not killing Shade Hedda, like it doesn't show that she like suddenly grew out of being bloodthirsty. It's like, no, she had legitimate reasons to kill him repeatedly. And every single time they have glued the idiot ball to her hands and are like, no, no, I'm sure if yeah. I just leave him to die, it'll be fine. Yeah, that pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get to the interview. All right. So, um, so in in the notes, I just wanted I, – I was told by my girlfriend to call this out because I was like, what what can we call this this section with the crazy Bill Bill Cadigan's cult people? What, what can I call it in the run sheet that no one will ever actually see? But I thought that it was especially clever. The Honeycomb Klux Klan is, <laughs> is – um, how she how she described the white robe people anyway um so everyone arrives somehow raven figures out that it's that it's uh shade Hedda of all people who are who's in russell's body um i do i will call out that i that i appreciate that bill was all of us uh when he had no time for shade Hedda's bullshit like i did actually appreciate the bardo bees just murdering all of the lackeys because we've been wanting that to happen for a while like I was pretty pleased. Um, what did you guys like of, of that sort of intro and sort of, you know, uh, meeting of the two, the two old white guys that have been introduced in the last two seasons? Um, how'd that go for everyone? <laughs> I think like Shaheen kind of just said it where it's like, we have been tasked with suffering through the Sanctum plotline. The entire season, literally the entire season. Like this is this is episode thirteen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we everyone has wanted off of Sanctum. Like I have not found one person on Twitter that I have seen who's like Sanctum storyline, guys. It's just mm, it's where it's at. I it, there was I think one person I saw on Reddit, um, but I mean. I don't know who heard them, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so we've been suffering through this plotline, and not to say it hasn't had its moments. Um, there was there was a time when I was really excited for Indra to become the leader. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was, like, actually something that felt like it was a long time coming. Yeah, it, was to- it would have been earned. Yeah, and so but and that felt like progress for went grounders. nowhere. Yeah, yeah. It became a non-entity, which, like, I mean... This is what happens when you choose shock over, like, following the story and the characters. Anyways, um, and so to have us have to sit through all of that and just, like, ugh, and then it just ends in two seconds. Like, I can see how it's satisfying that they killed them all, but at the same time, I'm just like, I mean, what was the point? Why, why did that take up so much time if it wasn't even going to go anywhere? Like, and you could take that whole section out. Bill Cadigan comes. He still wants the flame. Gabriel still has the background of having the little doodad um, utility repair. Um, and it's we're in the same spot. We're literally in the yeah. same spot. I mean, so here's the theory, right? So uh-huh. 
they there wasn't much sanctum there was very little sanctum originally and there was a lot more bardo and bellamy and stuff um and then they had to cut out a whole bunch of the bellamy stuff um and rewrite and reshoot some of the bardo stuff and then fill in everything else with a bunch of sanctum nonsense that they just um made up on the go well so but why didn't they just put everyone in different storylines instead of making up the sanctum stuff every you mean like of the main characters well because yeah you're saying like originally maybe there wasn't much sanctum right but they had to add it because whatever because they cut out a bunch of because they screwed bob over let's just phrase it that way yeah (laughs) because <laughs> um, Bob know. took a vacation he was quote unquote <laughs> we, we put vacation in quotes like you know <laughs> shipped off to army school or whatever yeah I, yeah. I mean as far as I know he was trying to help them see that they were writing terrible things and they didn't like that so, yeah, I mean, that would explain a lot of things. But, yeah, in any case, this is the final product. And, yeah, I mean, I think Bob's and I are in total agreement. Like, what is... And, again, like, I don't want to be, like, too classical and, you know, whatever. Like, everyone should follow Aristotle's poetics or anything. You know, sure, write stories that don't go anywhere. You know, red herrings, sidetrack, whatever. Like, um stupid things that would happen in reality but you know not in a story as a statement you know i mean i i recommended um a coen brothers movie last week and that's what coen brothers do best is like there are huge parts of the the their movies where you're like what was this this even for like what does this have to be there but it's so good it's so rewarding and you love watching it and it's hilarious and it's and it makes you think about the characters and and everything and and you never you're never completely sure that it was completely irrelevant it always leaves you thinking what was the deep relevance of that scene to everything else you know it has enough in it for you to like go back and like when you rewatch the movie you you don't fast forward that scene you like you're like yeah this is fun i want to watch this again mm-hmm. you know um and yeah so like there are ways to write these sorts of things stories that don't go anywhere that's still rewarding um this was not this was not it well i mean and you know (laughs) in terms of like zigging where you expected a zag or something like that this show used to do that like this show Mm. um you know nobody expected lex's betrayal nobody expected nobody like in season one like that you didn't fucking expect you a like the very first time it really really happened in my opinion was when like like killing charlotte like you kind of didn't expect a show to do that because that was never the the lesson that we were ever taught watching these kind of you know quote-unquote teen shows is like you know there's redemption (laughs) there's always another option no man they fucking killed some kids like damn um you know or when they burn the grounders alive again someone and then commit suicide yeah like it's just it's not it's this the show used to know how to how to sort of subvert expectations even even um clark staying on the ground at the end of season four and you know uh sky crew going up you know without her like 
even I remember, you know, apart from the fact that like pages leaked or whatever online, but like, you know, a, a show normally given sort of the tropes that we're used to, it would have been a last minute save. Clark would have made it through the door at the very end and like they all would have gone up mm -hmm. together. Right. Like, mm -hmm. but then the show at that at that time did a really good job of sort of, you know, surprising you. Um, and yeah. there wasn't so much, it's not that surprise was really, it's not like we were surprised by any of sort of the outcomes that happened in this. Like, it's kind of like, oh, the Bardo Bees showed up and, you know, ruined all of Shade Had His Plans. Like, that's not really the kind of surprise that I'm talking about, because it's not like I was in, invested in any of that. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't care. Well, in, yeah, yeah but at the same time, it's like... I feel that they they always would take the wrong praise that the show got and try to um, work towards getting that same praise again, but not really understanding the mechanism at play as to why mm -hmm. it works so well to begin with. So, like, the twists you're talking about where, um, yeah, we didn't expect Clark to get lost behind except for the fact that we saw those pages. Right. Um, but... Um, it only really works if after getting left behind and all of that shit, there's payout, which there wasn't at all. There's like a like a tiny generic band-aid over all the relationships they destroyed in season five, which is why it was such an unsatisfying season. But, you know, the whole point of like separating Clark from everybody and having like um, the underground faction, it was... It was all to get them back together, except instead of doing starting to do that when they got back um, on the same plane, um, they just spent the whole season ripping all those relationships apart and building up none of it. And, like, that's really, I think, where the show became unfixable, in my opinion. And so everything we're dealing with now is a reverberation of, like, none of those relationships are intact. And so, so much of what feels hollow now, like the only thing that maybe was hanging by a thread apart from like Murphy and um, Amori was like Bellamy and Clark. And, and now that's gone too. <laughs> so like the whole thing about like subverting expectations, it's great. It's surprising, but then you pay it out. Like you, yeah. you make it like that pain, that angst, you make it worth it. And I'm not saying like make black romantic, although of course I would love that personally for me, but have those like high key emotional moments, like have those like, like the hug in 205 for me, like the blur hug. Yeah, it was, they didn't make out or anything, but it felt like it was just like a high where you got actually get to like celebrate with the show. And there's so few of those moments now. So like, what's and, the point? And even when you're, when you're supposed to be sad with the show, that didn't happen. Like again, like Bell, Bellamy being murdered essentially by Clark should have mattered. Like it should have had emotional weight and it just didn't. Yeah. And how yeah, I, mean, you... I remember sobbing when Pike killed Lincoln. Right? Um it was it was so heavy that moment. And you saw Octavia's it. face and like yeah. in slow mo and there was the rain was and there was hero. like there was like gravitas given to it. Like there was respect. They like took the time to tell that story. Sorry to interrupt Shaheen. Continue about your sobbing. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And, you know, it was also a very complicated situation where you're like, you know, we, most people, you know, hated Pike, but even so, 
you it wasn't just out of nowhere the way that this one felt you know like mm-hmm. with this one i feel like she didn't even have to shoot him like she didn't even have to shoot him in the like like fatally why not just shoot his leg yeah or something and get the book you know like it was just contrived and and um yeah like you said no build up and um, um, I, I i wanted to say also like um uh going off of what you guys were saying like about like subverting expectations and then having it pay off um in this case like with the whole sanctum story if that's what we were talking yeah. about yeah wait a way to um, way to actually wrangle us back shaheen i realized that every single time we start talking about this episode we like get to bellamy's we just all roads lead to bellamy's death and being salty about it so thank you for right. for bringing us back <laughs> bellamy is wrong um so yeah i um like with shit it's not so much of like subverting expectations and doing something you know um that something weird that stories don't usually do because we the whole season we were um sort of dreading this we we were hoping that this would not happen mm-hmm. right like the whole season we were like okay hopefully something cool will come out of this when people get back to sanctum or bush at some point you know mm-hmm. but um or like shit hit a will play some interesting role it doesn't have to be redeemed it's just like some interesting role that that like w- something that wouldn't have happened without him you know um without him being in power like wouldn't have been possible or something of that sort it wouldn't have been that hard to come up with one yeah know? there's nothing like, right now there's yeah <laughs> i mean if I anything he's the one who anything. got bellamy killed in a way being like the notebook like that was his role that's what he ended <laughs> yeah, up doing yeah, he could have waited oh till clark God. left right say. like why why even bother like let the ball leave and then be like yo the notebook what and how is that helping yeah. bellamy anyways like I, I mean i just don't get it like also yeah. it's a notebook like did clark even did she see it did she know what was in it like she had no, but Maddie said there are some thing, some scary things in, in the flame, and she indicated that she had drawn some of it in the book. Which I, I have a whole what? separate thing about about that that I want to yell about later. Um, do you guys have anything no. else at, at, at besides the beginning of of Bill kill? Well, not kill Bill's Bill's bees. No. All right. Um, so I figure I figured the way that we'll we'll kind of talk about this episode is we'll we'll sort of talk about most of the of the Honeycomb Klux Klan. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's terrible. Uh, we'll talk mostly about that, and then we'll we'll maybe jump. Depending, we'll either finish up with Bellamy or we'll jump into um, the reactor and then finish with Bellamy. Um, we'll kind of we'll kind of see how the flow goes. Um, but basically, after after uh, Bill's kill, Bill's bees kill. Um, you know, and they're like, deuces, let's go get the flame. And they all walk outside and Murphy, quite naturally, I think, uh, asks Belle, like, yo, what's the play here? And, you know, Bellamy's like, no, man, Kool-Aid, it's delicious. Um, <laughs> to, to your point, Bubs, we did get some actually good work with, with uh, Raven and Murphy, because again, like, they're, even though we never see them together as much as we should anymore, their work together is good. They have great chemistry. But you made an interesting point in the notes um about how there's um 
this the narrative choices and the dialogue choices are all to like get everyone to shit on Bellamy as soon as possible. Oh yeah, they're like so everyone is immediately like so cool about it. Like Murphy's first thing is pinpointing in on like, oh yeah, I can totally take like invisibility and like ray guns, but like um Bellamy was to deal with like like what can he possibly know in that moment about Bellamy wearing like different clothes? It's not like they don't wear the same outfit for like years right like what if he had an accident yeah that's what yeah like maybe he shit his pants when he was going through the flu network to get back to sanctum like (laughs) it's just like the way that it's zeroed in on like bellamy's in other clothes and it it just like it goes on from there we're like they're just talking about they're totally mean girling bellamy they're mean girling him and so i i get that it's supposed to like get everyone against him and tell the audience like um yeah he's you know lost cause so don't care about him (laughs) but you know i mean it doesn't work it just it just sours the whole situation further do you think Um, that's what the narrative was intending for us to um like turn against bellamy i'm not even sure that's uh that was the goal um i go back and forth because i know what you're saying because um, just to briefly get ahead of ourselves to that scene, um, where Bellamy's like talking to Clark while she has the gun on him in his, in his eyes, you can see like how much he believes what he's saying. And he's just begging for her to understand where he's coming from. And it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, in your, in it, when you think of it from that perspective, you're like, Clark, you you've been his like friend forever you guys have trusted each other through thick and thin and are the first ones to forgive each other um and in this moment like why are you so against trying to understand a what happened to him like it's not like he just woke up and was like oh i think i'll join a cult today um obviously (laughs) something happened and so, I mean, I, I, think, I just feel like there should be more care with, like, what do we do about Bell? Like, it should be, what do we do about Bellamy? Like, what, like, what's going on? Like, what, what how do we deprogram we- him? Yeah. Like, something. I mean, I think, I think that. where the narrative, where the narrative really failed is not even the characters and the way that they're treating Bellamy. Because, like, you know, everybody's been fractured or whatever. But, like, we as the audience were never really on Bellamy's side. Like, they didn't give us enough of Bellamy's transformation beyond I saw a being of light. Like, if we had gone there with Bellamy, if we had seen what he had seen, if we had, like, had more of a reason to see his side of things, of 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 this profound experience that he had, or, like, you know, what had changed him, or what he believed, something like that. But instead, the audience is in the exact same position as as, you know, Clark and Murphy and Raven and everyone to just be like, what the fuck happened? This is weird. Like, it would have been so much more, there would have just had so much more impact if, like, the audience, for example, saw both sides Mm -hmm. and saw that, like, Bellamy believes this and this is why he believes it. And this is, you know, yeah, like, it does seem crazy, but you guys need to hear him out. Um, You know, plus also being able to see, wow, he's a fucking weirdo. Like, what the fuck is going on? And, but, like, the, 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 the writers never gave us that for us to be on Bellamy's side ever. Does that make sense? Yes, but at the same yeah. time, it's like, again, it's with, with all the seasons we've watched 
like, we do know who Bellamy is. Like, even in season three, which was admittedly super hard to watch, I can still pinpoint, pinpoint exactly why Bellamy did what he did, and it made sense to him based on everything he'd seen, everything he'd dealt with, and ha- carrying the guilt from being the person who trusted a grounder, and that got, like, the last people of Farm Station killed, who had already dealt with so much at the hands of Azgeta. Um, and so I get why he did all those things. Um, and so I'm still inclined in this moment to trust that what he saw was compelling enough that he believes it. So there's aspects where I'm like, I, I'm like, well, I believe it in the sense that everyone should at least be listening. Where it breaks apart for me is his whole like lapdog routine with my shepherd. Because like, what the fuck is that? Like, it doesn't even make sense. If the whole thing about this cult is that it's about everybody and no one person is more more important than the other, then you would not fucking have a caste system and Bill Cadigan being like the this holy leader. There would be no holy leader. Because I mean, the whole point is ascending and it's it's everybody ascending. And so having Bellamy following him around like this pathetic little like slave almost, it's just like I mean, it's disgusting. I, I think, I think, and again, this goes back to them sort of regressing Bellamy back to season three, but with way less finesse of just being like, guess who has daddy issues? Look, Crazy Bill called him son and like, you know, told him that, you know, li- life is hard and, you know, but, but you're making the right choice. Uh, you're special. Like it was, it was totally, it was totally Pike 2.0, except Bellamy's supposed to have grown since then. And also like, but I still stand by, it wasn't just, like, daddy issues, because, like, Kane offered the same thing, and Bellamy, for, and Bellamy went with what he felt was safest for everybody. And, and, it, and so, like, even though Kane offered the exact same things, in, in, in terms of, like, a, a parental figure, and saying, like, um, it wasn't your fault, this and that, um, where Pike, where Pike won is that he said it was your fault. And so in that, it, like, gives Bellamy agency that this time he can make a decision that actually protects people instead of doing the the opposite. So from that perspective, it's still, it it doesn't make sense that he's he's following someone around like this. Like, So, yeah, I I definitely agree that the, um, the, them having a shepherd or, like, you know, someone they revere is not consistent with the idea of transcending and, you know, um, leaving behind individuality and, you know, uh, becoming one, all, everyone becoming one or whatever. <laughs> um, and, you know, there being no, like, partialism and tribalism, <clears throat> it sort of contradicts all of that. We've seen other contradictions in, in the Bardo, the religion. You know, the fact, I, 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 you know, we talked about, I still don't understand why they, execute or exile anyone um you know anyway so the yeah so i agree with that that that's weird um um regarding bellamy i i I was also gonna say i mean i also um feel the same way about a lot of the stuff that um you guys said um especially bob's um (laughs) but i was just thinking that like um, I mean, the, the, it's confusing, 
you know, going back to whether, like, is the story trying to um, get us against Bellamy? It's confusing because on the one hand, you know, there are all these signs that, like, as you guys were saying, like, we are not on his side. We, we weren't given enough reason to feel for him. Um, um, not not even, like, be convinced with him. Just, like, be convinced that he is convinced, you know? Um uh-huh. And, and so, and, and, and he, his, you know, so, um, submissive and sycophantic is, you know, my shepherd or whatever. And that makes you not, um, like his current self. Um, and, you know, of course every other character is, is shitting on him. And so if you like those characters, you, you'd be inclined to not like him. On the other hand, um, first of all, we, there are signs that, 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 like, this story isn't trying to turn us against him. Because, um, so here are a few examples. First of all, um, we see the struggle in him, right? If he were, like, callous, the best way to turn us against Bellamy would be to show him being just callous and not give a shit, right? And he, if he were, like, yeah, my friends don't get it, my shepherd, it's fine, you know, we'll, we'll take care of this, whatever, you know, I don't care what they think. That would have really, you know, denigrated his character for us. Mm-hmm. But when every time we see him talk about this, he's like, he's really devastated that everyone thinks he's crazy, you know. And, and he's like, I, I, I don't want, I want, I'm trying to walk this tightrope. I don't want to fail them. I don't want to fail you and my cause. And I feel like I'm failing both of them because, because I'm trying to straddle this thing. Um, and so we see the struggle in him and we see that he still cares and, you know, he's, uh, he's not a, um, crazy guy, you know, um, he's just, he just believes in this thing. Like, we, could, they could have shown him be like super, just like reprogrammed and like, you know, whatever, like just not someone that you can relate to or someone that's just lost their mind, but he doesn't come across that way. So that's one reason. Uh, another reason is that what Bellamy is saying and what Cadigan is saying is kind of proven right time and time again in this episode. And, and they even comment on it. They're like, yep, here's another example why someone's doing something stupid because they love an, an individual and they care about one individual more than everyone else. Um, here's another example. Shedhera is, is a clear example, right? right? Like, Cadigan arrives and is like, this is perfect. This is exactly what I'm talking about. This is where you end up. Well, except where except that that Cadigan is like, no more violence, but also kill all those guys. I forgot that like <laughs> I wanted to like have us talk about that. So that's actually yeah. a really good intro for that. Cause like I think all of us had notes in there being like, so he, violence. Yeah, no, I think it's like he called um Shitheta. Um what did he say? He was like, um, normally I'd love to um recruit Blah, 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 but I don't have time for your barbaric, I don't know, something Primitive like... Primitive tribalism. Yeah, that. Um, yeah. But at the same time, he just kills everybody. And, and isn't yeah. that tribalism? You know, he has his yeah, cause, I his, mean, his goal. Like I said, it's definitely, there are definitely contradictions in the way that Barbies behave, for sure. In that particular moment, though, I could see, because they arrive and the guy says, kneel or die, so that's a threat. Right, that's that's direct threat of violence. They're saying we're gonna kill you, and so uh, and you see the 
people who have guns, and they only shot people who had guns. Mm-hmm. Um, they they spared anyone who didn't have guns. I mean, thank God, Andrew didn't have a fucking gun. Um, Jesus Christ! Well, I would have been like, I would have been actually upset, like if Indra had died that way. Like, I think I would have felt far yeah. more than the way that they killed Belby. I've been like, wait, like I would have been genuinely like riled up about that at this point. Like, I'm just kind of like. With I mean, but that's like the thing is, you cannot convince me that some shit went down between the show and Bob Morley because, yeah, like what you're saying, you would not give a certain character a certain send off. Like it's very clear with like Indra, um, mm-hmm. with with all these other characters. So the fact that they did it with Bellamy is just like, I mean, come on. <laughs> anyway, but anyways, yeah. So. Sorry, um, sorry, was she just listing reasons from within the narrative why, like, why we're not supposed to turn mm. again, or like why I'm not compelled to be against Bellamy. Mm-hmm. And so, one reason was like we see his struggle and his, his, um, his moral character is still preserved. We can see that his still, uh, his intellect is intact and his, his morality or values are intact. Uh, the other reason is that the story is kind of proving his point. You know, like even his own death, Clark killing him proves his point, right? Um, is like this right here is case in point what you're doing to me because, uh, you wouldn't have done this if you cared about this one little girl more than everyone else in the world just because you spent six years with her. Um, that's kind of stupid. And now you're going to kill me, um, who I'm also very important to you and so yeah you know it's just that you know Cadigan says like this is it's not only destructive it doesn't even make sense it it contradicts itself because you end up hurting other people that you love because of one person that you love and so it's not you know like so the whole story is just kind of proving Bellamy's point um so I'm not really turning against him if anything like you were saying those other characters are just being jerks because they're not even hearing him out. And so if anything kind of turns me against them, I'm like, you guys, if you're really, you're like, wow, you were our longtime friend. What happened to you? Then we'll write back at you. Like you're my longtime friend. How, why don't you like, why can't you listen to what I'm saying? You know? Um, yeah, yeah like the narrative judge, didn't really have Bellamy. Sorry, go ahead. That's it. I was just saying those are some reasons to think that um, the story isn't even trying to turn you against him. I mean, it, it. No one tried to really understand Bellamy, and Bellamy didn't do anything. Like, they didn't write Bellamy in such a way to, like, explain himself. He's just like, I had an experience, and now I believe, and I'm trying to save you. And it's like. <sighs> Yeah. They're your friends. Like, fucking talk to them. I'm not blaming Bellamy for his death or anything like that. Certainly not. But it's just kind of like they're both just like shouting at each other from different rooms. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, since yeah, I mean, when- it was funny that one time when they were like, Emory was like, hey, the, these are the clothes of someone who has a story. And Murph is like, yeah, Bellamy, tell us your story. And then the power comes on and is like, another time i'm like god damn it no (laughs) (laughs) 
Tell your fucking story, right? Right, like, make them understand. Like, they're your friends. Like, make them believe. Yeah. Well, but I just, like, I don't think he can put into words, like, whatever the fuck he experienced. And, more importantly, the show cannot verbalize it because it's not, like, a real thing and they didn't really think it through. And how on earth are they going to... It's, like, one of those things where it's, like, a mystery, but then they don't ever answer the mystery because they couldn't figure out a way to actually write something that was a good mystery. Um, that's kind of how it feels to me. And, and like, I get what you're saying, Shaheen, that like, yeah, it's not that the narrative is totally against him, but I think it gives enough where it's like, he, we had a whole episode, the prequel episode with Bill Cadigan showing like what an absolute asshat he is. Um, (laughs) and, and so he's on that side. We, we have been firmly shown like what kind of person he is. Um, and so, like, aligning Bellamy Sorry, with Sorry, what kind of person who is? Oh, Cadigan. Nice. Um, and so, aligning him with him, it, it like, sets the tone, basically, is how I feel about it. Yeah. No, I, I, I started by saying it's confusing. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. That, I mean, what, am I, what does it mean to say confusing? I mean, it's not an article. It's not supposed to make a, you know, point or anything. But it's just uh, from, like, the emotional I think that's maybe one reason why it doesn't feel so heavy and, and uh, momentous when Clark kills him because the story has made you feel all kinds of ways about Bellamy and, and like you don't even know how you feel about Bellamy at this point, you know? Um, I, I didn't know how, how I feel about because of all these things because like on the one hand, um, he is frustrating. On the other hand, uh, um, the other people aren't really listening listening to him. And by not listening to him, they're proving his point. Like they go around um, harming everyone and, or like endangering the entire human race because of their personal attachments. And uh, so, yeah. Anyway, so it's it's uh, it's. N- confusing in terms of like what you should feel about Bellamy. <laughs> um sorry, I'm 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 thinking of like so we, we trying to figure out how to get us back into the back into the run sheet. Um Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 we're good. Like yeah, everything no, just keeps on <laughs> I think it's correct that everything everything keeps on leading back to Bellamy. Um but but I would like to um move us along just for just for a hot quick second yeah. in terms of us going why the fuck? Um, which would be uh, the Gabriel and Jackson scene. First of all, Jackson's still alive. How about that? Um, yeah. Hey, neat. Um, I would also like to call attention to the fact that the uh, the the eclipse was clearly just so that they could get Josephine back. Like there was no point in the red <laughs> in, in in the eclipse at all, besides wanting to get her back. Like all of that could have been done. Like. It had nothing to, like, there was absolutely no point, except unless we needed to, like, kill a red shirt Bardo B and, I guess, find a way to, like, kill the guards outside of the reactor, (laughs) I guess. I mean, they needed some sort of crisis, some sort of uh, emergency that would require people to evacuate and go into hiding so that all the things can happen. Yeah, I I would say don't need it. Coming back. 
I mean, at least it at least it served a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But um, but we did get Gabriel sciencing and setting himself up clearly to be a hero at the end. Um, And we saw Jackson again, um, Mm -hmm. which we haven't seen him in a while because where the fuck was he? I guess. Um, Did you guys have any thoughts on that scene? Um, Anything that they're setting up? Um, I I just like (laughs) um, going back into like what you were saying about like um, Josephine being there and they only like thought to do the red sun because they wanted the actress back. Um, I mean, that was something that Selena wrote in her review, which I really like resonated with me, um, was that it seems that the writers are more preoccupied preoccupied with writing for the characters they just feel like writing for and not so much for what serves the actual story or the narrative. And um, Josephine was given as an example. But for me, the bigger example is Gabriel, because it's like. You don't need him there. You like you. You don't need him there. Like you replaced him with Raven trying to bring back the chip at um, being coerced into bringing back the chip. Um, and it's the same story. It's like literally the same story. Um, so I don't really. Yeah, it feels get like his... they. Um, hmm? They just. It feels like they wrote so many characters. Um, and they, there's not enough story, there's not enough time for all of them. And uh, they really wanted to, for all of them to, like, do something, even, like, the really new ones and the minor ones. And sometimes, we talked about this, like, it feels like Jason got bored of his, the characters he originally wrote the story with. Mm-hmm. And just wanted to do some stuff with some new characters. Um, yeah. And but so with Gabriel specifically, I just don't understand his thinking, like turning one way and then turning back. I don't understand. Like, what does he care to start the? the he doesn't believe in the Cadigan's shit. He's just there because he likes coding. Um. So like, why does he even want to start the test, the war, whatever it is? Um. And then why did he destroy the flame? I, uh, I, great question. I don't get it. That's a great question, Shaheen. <laughs> I, I mean, I think, why did I think, oh, maybe it was in the re- Selena's review, because when I watched it, I was like, I have no idea what's going on, or why. The same thing as you. I, I didn't know why that decision was made, why he changed his mind. Um, yeah. But what she was saying was he he wanted to be the one to take the test. Like, that's what his right. personal want was. Um in somewhat of a selfish way, I guess. Um, and so that that's what he realized, that he it wasn't like for pure reasons, which I don't know what the pure reason would be. Um, for all mankind. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, I guess like that was one interpretation. So of, then the idea is he, he realized at the end that he was doing this for selfish reasons and that's why he destroyed the flame which is also in its way a little selfish cuz right uh, fuck yeah, all right it's weird. <laughs> never mind uh fuck all right let's see well, let me go. sorry i'm looking through and the right and gabriel sheet. is like a, a also a character that has very um 
like just sort of his his status as like um a virtuous person is just kind of whatever like he's not like super we don't like we don't trust his values we also don't like distrust his value i don't know like he used to be a murderer and then he's kind of a charming psychopath gabriel fighter yeah it's just he doesn't have a clear spot in the like moral landscape of the narrative (laughs) yeah i think he's he's kind of written i mean the way that i see him he is captain exposition and like mr renaissance man in the 11th hour like they just kind of sort of whatever doesn't fit with the other characters that they need, they just put it on him because he's a blank slate and we don't know. Uh-huh. Like, he's yeah. so inconsistent that you're just kind of so like, so. okay, so you like science, you're fine with murdering babies, but also sometimes have a conscience, <laughs> but, like, also can't let your crazy ex go. Like, he's just a weird, like, <laughs> kitchen sink, I guess. Yeah, and, and really, like, um, one thing that gets me is, um, like... I have this in my notes about how Raven's arc this season is just like, it feels like it was created because people complained arc? about her not having, a, yeah, well, I have that in quotes, um, <laughs> air quotes, um, but people complained about her not having a story in season five and season six, so this whole Nikki business was like the answer to that, but like imagine if instead... Um, Gabriel had died last season, um, in a heroic way to make up for, like, the shitty things he'd done, because, like, he's done really shitty things. I really don't think that the writers fully thought through his How crimes. murdering a bunch of babies? Because, like, it's not that he just, like, pushed a button and, like, a bunch of babies died. Like, he raised each embryo from a child, <laughs> or for, to a baby, and then child, for some of them, right? Because it's like, yeah. he kept trying, and it was, it wasn't until... He, got he raised them. them to the adulthood. Exactly. So imagine how many trial and errors that was. Um, so these are his children. They only know him and Russell as parental figures. And he's experimenting on them, on them in a way that's like, as they showed, was um, super painful and torturous. Scary. And he did yeah. this over and over and over again. And a lot of people were saying like, oh, but no, no, no. But now he's... You know, he, he's trying to do better. And I'm like, okay, but what we were told right when we were introduced to him is that he, um, he had a, a quote unquote son. And when his son, um, against his wishes, put him into a new body, he killed him in a fit of rage. Like, in a normal not, person. Not a, do not that. a low key thing to do. Yeah, it's like, you know, the person whose body you took is already dead. There's nothing you can do about that. So why are you murdering another person? Like, you can you can cut off ties with your quote-unquote son. You can remove the equipment that allowed him to do it in the first place so it never happens again. But you <laughs> just, like, Jesus Christ, like, just take the chip out of your head once you're transferred over. And then right? guess like what? If you, feel, you can't be if uploaded you have- anywhere else. If you have that much principle, like, to be against it, fine. Opt out. Yeah, but he didn't opt out. So was he really against it? Or did he, like, want to think that he was? So all of these things, like, I don't know how people see beyond that so easily. But I, I, like, see it like a scarlet letter every time he's in a scene. And I'm just like, you know what? You should have died last season. This should have been Raven's plot line. You know, her drive for, like, knowledge... 
And um, her being on another planet where at least I would have cared about one of the characters because, like, hope <laughs> Echo, oh, my God, just die already. Jesus. Um, but Raven, like, I would love for Raven to actually see Raven doing, like, gardening stuff. It'd be hilarious. That's definitely not what she's best at, probably. Um, but, yeah, to, to, if Raven had been on Bardo, if Raven had, like, fixed the chip, like, these are all Raven plot lines that they gave to someone else. And instead, we're supposed to have this quote unquote, like, and this is actually a good time for us to move into the uh, into the reactor storyline, but to have Raven be so devastated about, you know, oh, she's, you know, she lied and she sent these, you know, she, she, you know, ended up killing these dudes and, you know, it should have been her. First of all, sorry, you're a brain trust. You don't get to die like a red shirt. Like you are, Raven, you are not manual labor. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's that's the character that you are. You are too smart for that. So for you to say, "Oh, I should have died." Like shut the fuck up. But also, then also, it took more than one person to do that job. It was yeah. always going to be more than one person. So like, yeah, she dies fine, I guess. But like someone but else But also will the have fact that and someone needed to run the goddamn reactor. Like Raven was the one who like knew it and needed to teach Amori to do it. But then like for Raven to be like so devastated that she lied and oh. killed these people or whatever. And then nice. I, I appreciate you cracking a beer on this um, <laughs> or canned wine, whatever you might be drinking. Yeah, um, sure. Nice. Uh, but that like, you know, then this Nikki storyline, which went absolutely nowhere. And you're like, okay, it's not like not to be whatever Raven. This isn't your first murder rodeo. Like, you've exactly. killed kind of a lot of people before. Like, like a lot, a lot of people. <laughs> um, before, okay, so actually before we get to the reactor stuff, uh, Shaheen, I think that you had one more thing that you wanted to say about Sanctum. Uh, before we get into the reactor, yeah. we'll come back to Bellamy because all roads lead to Bellamy Blake. I mean, it's, um, it's more of a question. Um, so someone remind me again what happened to the flame. Um... So, they took out Maddie, when did they take it? In season four? Season f six, they took it out of Maddie. Season six. And then at the beginning of this season, there was an awkward rewrite where Clark hung out with Gaia because they were best possibly lesbian lovers for the future. I don't know, it was weird. And then they buried <laughs> so the flame weird. together. But It was like out of nowhere. Why did people think it was destroyed? Oh, it was destroyed in um, season six? Yeah, when they when took it out of Maddie, they, like, fried it like an EMP. And that's okay. where Shade had his code escaped, and because they had, like, hella strong Bluetooth, was able to get into Russell. So it makes perfect sense. So they say it was destroyed because they used an EMP. I think so. Okay. And so the, there was one time when... It looks like they smashed it, but that was like a fake one, right? Yes. Yeah. It was like decorative. Yeah. Is that cleared up okay. for you? Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if we move us into the, uh, the reactor storyline, first of all, I don't care about the fucking kids. The more that I watch this show, A, I don't care about the fucking kids, and B, like, absolutely no offense to Lola, but like, Maddie, the whole like mama bear thing that they did with Clark, not great. No like, one liked it season five to begin with. I really am not a fan of. <sighs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, so no one reactor. liked that. No one liked that. 
Like, am I a bad person? Because, like, I'm not, I, I, I don't, I don't get kids, so, like, I wasn't sure if I had the wrong read on this. Um, but, like, what it did for Clark's as a character, which was already kind of suffering and nebulous, it just kind of, like, made her into a caricature, and now you're just kind of, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't give two shits about the kid storyline, though, I'll tell you that. I mean, it's just, like, also, it makes me so uncomfortable that that, that kid is a spitting image of Jason Rothenberg as a child. <laughs> like, I cannot unsee it. And the whole time, like, I cannot believe you found your self-insert that's exactly you, but a child. I, yeah. It's creepy. I mean, and, and, yeah. Um, also, the whole, like, <laughs> Murphy is and isn't a hero debate that they had at the beginning, which was supposed to be kind of funny. I can't imagine Amori wasn't just kind of like, you know I'm right here, right? Like, everyone is piling on Murphy being a hero, and Amori has done so much this season without any kind of recognition. Yeah. For it? No, absolutely. It's... It like, it's kind of rude? It me crazy. No, it's... So she's shared a lot of the same screen time as Murphy, and she has half his lines. And she... Like, all the things she's done... The the initiatives, those were her ideas. Um, she's the kind of like the bleeding heart of the couple who's trying to do all this, and he does it because he loves her. Yeah, and yet he gets all the credit. And he gets all the credit. Um, I mean, like uncomfortable implications. Yes, it's not it's not great, Bob. Um, so here's a question that I have for you guys: that this was actually like almost going to be my well, actually, but whatever. Mm-hmm. So, so. After all this shit happens and Clark ends up talking with Maddie and then, because we already talked about the Nikki shit and being bullshit, so I'm not even going to lead us back into that. I love that you have a note here, Shaheen. Even Nikki's story was proven to be pointless. So I think that's all the coverage we need for Nikki. Um, So I know that like, okay. So Clark doesn't want Maddie to let anyone know that she like has any sort of memories because, you know, they don't, they, you know, whatever code is in the flame, they don't want to get out and whatever, like they don't want to get it to Bill. Right. Okay. Here's my question. If they all think that Bill is full of shit, what does it matter if he has the code? Like, who cares? Fine. Give it to him. I don't give a shit. Like, who who gives a fuck? Like, let him have it. Let him start his final war. If you don't believe in it, great. Like, it's not like... Like, I have gone to people's houses who, like, are vaguely religious, and I have to, like, you know, bow my head at dinner just to be respectful. Like, I don't fucking believe in it. Like, <laughs> who gives a shit? I, yeah. Am I the only one who kind of, Clark's like, lost the breaking point of this? Like, it hit me like a ton of bricks as I was watching on my rewatch for this, being like, wait, hold up. Who cares? Exactly. And, and what, better, what quicker way to get Bellamy on your side than, yeah, let him show the book. Let Maddie say what she knows. Let it all be for not, and then be like, "See, it's not real." Can we? And if it is real, then great. Then we know it's real, right? It's just it's senseless. It's like I don't. Shaheen, explain it to me. Like I feel like you can always like sort of find this like philosophical thing of like why or something. Like I feel like you always have the like well, like what if you looked at it from this perspective? Like I cannot rack my brain and find out. Why they don't just give him the fucking code? 
Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm afraid I'm gonna disappoint <laughs> you because I don't, I don't know that I have any explanation. I mean, we asked this question. I, I had this very question before when, um, you know, Clark and Bellamy were arguing in prison. Um, Wait, where, when? On Bardo, where? Got it, got it, got it. They were, yeah, and um, Clark was like, "No, I'm not giving this to Cadigan." And we asked this question. We we're like, why though? What do you care? Um, and so, yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, the only thing that I ever thought was behind it is that they just don't trust Bill Cadigan. They just think he's up to no good and he's going to do something shitty. But that's it. Like, it's a very vague thing. It's not. Right. Like, it seems like they're just like trying to be like. <laughs> contrary about it being like oh well you want this no you can't have it and it's like uh, like if they clark seems very spiteful and and uh, petulant mm-hmm. right but and she's not calculating at all like where's smart yeah. clark she got eaten by yeah the i mean usually clark would have been i feel like she, her focus would have been okay how do we get out of this right and then she'd be like oh you want this thing all right well that has, you know, no implications for us anymore. So, deuces. Like, she, you know, she used to be, like, I don't know, a leader who was focused on, like, getting a deal or getting, like... Strategy. You know, finding a way out. Yeah. And uh, in this case, it's, it's like they're saying, here's the there's the door. Uh, just uh, give us this toy, like, old broken toy. And there's a door and she's not, doesn't care about the way out anymore. She's for some reason against just this happening. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I'm glad that like, I was not crazy on, and I may have like, you know, blown my well actually load, but like that was, I was just watching. I was like, why does, why does Clark care? Like, so, don't tell anyone. Don't let anyone you know, like, let anyone know that that you have this information. Why not? Who gives a shit? Anyway. Yeah, I mean, the, with Maddie, she she's paranoid that they're gonna like want to hurt her, like put her in MCAP or something, or like I don't know, like, extract her memories maybe. Um, but with in general, like I don't know. Yeah, with Katagan, I mean, maybe you could argue that like they think. I mean, we've seen the Crystal Giants, so something bad happened to those people when they tried to open this thing. Um, something really bad happened. So if we I, trust I that, if we trust yeah. their their lore. Right. And so maybe they just think, like, okay, the, whatever this thing is, is doesn't, doesn't look good. Doesn't look like a spa treatment, so let's, um, let's not give it to Cadigan, which is... Something that Cadigan and Bellamy and everyone else should have been thinking about. Like, oh, by the way, the cost of losing is really, really high. So do we do we still really want to do this? <laughs> um, <laughs> like maybe but, yeah. maybe we should figure out, you know, ask about the code. And then, you know, they they're gonna get to Earth and Jordan's gonna be like, So hey, about about that like war, it's actually just kind of like a little bit of a test, like whoops a doodle, like, you know. I mean, can we get to the answers? Like the like yeah. Can, does someone have like the answer sheet? Yeah, like who's got the teacher's the, guide? Yeah. 
<sighs> um, all right. So I've I've been irritated about that. Is there anything that we want to do about the reactor? Any any uh, faithful that you guys want to call attention to? Anything more about Nikki? <laughs> anything? I just love how these like the guy. I think his his name is Jeremiah, who is like a hardcore um, prime believer, and then um, and then he's a Murphy, Murphy believer. Yeah, it's so funny. Murphy saved his son, pretending to be a prime, and then uh, and now he he believes in Murphy. He, like he has faith in Murphy. He has to have something to have faith in. Well, clearly. you know, it's kind of. <laughs> I, I sort of like how they clearly tried to show us, and we've brought this up before, like clearly tried to be like, you know, look, there's there's disciples, look, there's grounders, look at these, po-. and you're just kind of like, oh, so they're all like sheep is really, yeah, like, is this, is this the takeaway that I was supposed to have? Because I'm not really positive on either of them at this point. Yeah, and also like, how is it that every other believer is given more respect than Bellamy? <laughs> like more care, more preservation of life, <laughs> right? I mean, I'm I'm sure that that guy whose kid Bell or Murphy saved, like he has gotten a much richer story this season. Like I feel like I know him better, and I feel like I know the other faithful better, the one with the longer hair. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that guy Trey is funny too because like he didn't have he had one line. I think it was something about the oh. He said, you let in the bugs. That's all he said. Other than that, he was just, like, making eyes at Jeremiah every time he said, I believe in Murphy. Um, That guy, Trey, would just make eyes at him. And yet still more storyline and, like, character development. (sighs) All right, let's get to my one of my next least favorite bits, um, Mm -hmm. which I talked about in the uh, at the top of the show. as we return to the to the throne room, the bone the bone throne room, uh, let's talk about uh, Indra. Since we're since we're still in the red sun fever dream state, uh, Indra and Shade Hedda and Indra's escape and Shade Hedda arguably helping, but I'm sure that it was to serve his own ends. Um, how about that, guys? Shade Hedda still alive. Um, can I just say, since the throne came up, yes. Um, oh, we got our answer. They- it was confirmed that it was it was from the skulls of those uh, ready-made skeletons. Yes, I take back I take back my well. Actually, I had forgotten that they creepily kept all of the skeletons of past primes because that's not um, weird. All right, it's not a weird thing to do. Um. Okay. So what are we talking about? Uh, oh, I mean, maybe what? it's just me. Maybe it's just th- that I'm upset that Indra didn't kill him. Um. Wait, that's part of the um. Reactor crew? No, no, we're we're done with reactor. Unless you have anything else you want to say. Oh, oh, okay. Um, well, I guess we talked about Raven. Um, it was it, Raven confirmed that her guilt was because she she felt uh, sheepish and and you know um, uh, cowardly. Um, she felt in herself that like um she's scared of going inside the reactor and, and dying uh from radiation and she could tell that that was part of her motivation for uh locking in hatch and other people and she feels guilty about that so it's not the mere fact that she killed some people to save others including herself 
which is something you know people do on this show they, they don't have that much um they don't have like lots of qualms about it it's more that um she thought that she could have done it you know or even if I mean, I understand you guys are saying like she's essential personnel or whatever, but that's, uh, I mean, a virtuous person wouldn't think that about themselves for one thing, but also it's, um, it's not that, I mean, even if she was, even if it was ill-advised for her to go in the, into the reactor because she's essential personnel, um, she still felt that cowardliness and that, that fear in herself. And she knew that that was her motivation, um, whether or not, you know, I mean, if her motivation was purely out of duty, um, this is sort of like a Kantian thing, you know, um, Immanuel Kant talks about how like acting out of duty versus acting out of desire. And, and he argues that really the only free actions are actions that you do out of duty where you don't really have any desire to do it. You don't do it because it feels good or you like doing it. You do it because uh, you think it's your duty. Um, and in fact, he thinks that like when you're doing something morally good, uh, it's more, it counts more, like it's more trustworthy that you were actually acting morally if you didn't like it, if it wasn't something that you feel good about uh, or like felt like it, you got pleasure out of or anything like that anything that you desired. Um, and so if Raven was just, you know, acting out of cold duty and was like, okay, yeah, I could do, I could go and uh, um, weld the reactor, but uh, I should stay out here. I'm, I'm needed. Um, that sucks too bad, but this is, you know, I'm going to um, just um, suck it up and do it. Then maybe she wouldn't have felt bad, but because she felt in herself, that um, desire taking over her sense of duty, uh, her desire to live uh, and not be burned by radiation, um, she feels that she didn't, even if she ended up doing, quote unquote, the right thing in terms of consequences, um, she doesn't feel that she did it for the right reasons. So it's a very Kantian or deontological thing. It's not about whether you did the right thing so much as why did you do it? Um, and if you did it for the wrong reasons, then you didn't really do the right thing. Um, so anyway, I, I thought, um, I don't think it was confirmed this explicitly before. Um, what do you guys think? I know you guys think it's stupid for her to feel bad. I mean, I think... It's just not I, in line with her story as a whole on the show. I mean, because I, she's done I, similar things before. I like that you brought up that motivation matters mm -hmm. um, because I do think that, you know, part of my issue with it is being like, well, listen, you've killed people before. Like, mm. um, you know, so I mean, I guess in that sense, like I can kind of see a little bit more of Raven's sort of beating herself up about it. But at the same time, again, like, she's killed enough people that, like, you would think that she would still kind of know that, like, sometimes you got to do some shitty things, like, you know? So yeah. it, 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 it doesn't quite jive so right with me. Right. No, I mean, I think the motivation thing is, is very important because, 
uh, like I said, if that's the right interpretation, then it's not so much that that she did something shitty. She's been in dirty hand scenarios before, like you were saying. Um, but it's possible that she always felt when she was in those scenarios, you know, blowing up the, the um, dropship or the bridge or whatever. Uh, she felt that she was doing it out of a sense of duty and not so much for herself or because she was afraid or had, you know, her own personal desires. So if she's like, um, a, a, her morality is not consequentialist, is more deontological, then it, it would be hard to say, because all the previous examples that she's done something similar, you'd have to know what her motive was or like was she driven by duty or was she driven by desire and and we don't really know all of that so it, it, it could be it it's hard to say that that's uh inconsistent because maybe it's not inconsistent you know what i mean yeah maybe she's always that felt like she's done things out of duty except this time when she felt like she was just scared um or she was also scared like maybe she recognized this may be the right thing to do, but I'm also scared and she feels bad about that. You know? I, again, like, I, I think, especially considering that it went absolutely nowhere with Nikki, that this was just yeah. a, we need to give Raven a plot this season mm-hmm. and we've already given away the good one to Gabriel. You know what I mean? Like, there was no, yeah. nothing happened. No, I definitely agree that, like, yeah, it could have, more could have come out of it. I mean, Nikki spend the entire season fucking shit up, taking over Sanctum, you know, and all of that um, for one singular reason, which was to kill Raven, which I feel like, you know, she could have found easier ways to do. But, uh, but, but, and then, like, within two seconds, she just changed her mind and she was like, nah, I'll let you suffer with your thoughts. And you're like, I mean, okay, like. You could have thought that before. I I don't know. Like, uh, why did she do all of this stuff? Because they needed needed a plot for Raven and gave the good one to Gabriel. And they needed a plot for Sanctum. (laughs) Things are happening in Sanctum. Why do they need to create a Nikki? For Raven to have a story is like that will always be my question. With right, like show. she could have beat herself up on her own. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Though I don't characters. even feel like or like had a ta- had like Clark comes back and she's like you know she notices that Raven is super upset and Raven explains what happens and Clark is like listen I know that you feel that way but here's the thing like you're you're essential personnel like even though your motivations were you thought you were being cowardly and that you lied and that you sent these people to their death in the end that is still what it had what had to be done and you know you're gonna be sad about it like i've been there before you know sorry like imagine if that had been it like Cool, we would have had a princess mechanic conversation clark would have had some time to self-reflect on all the shit that she's done and we wouldn't have needed a fucking Nikki. Or for even no better, though, a, a, um, a callback to remember when Clark killed Adam for Bellamy because he just, like, couldn't stomach it? Um, yes, yes. And having, like, having Raven and Clark have that conversation where she's like, I, I have to do this. Like, I'm so worried that, like, they won't follow through with it. And then, you know, there's this many people here and then they all die and there's nothing I can do. Blah, 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 blah. And she keeps coming back to she knows what 
is the safest option in terms of getting it done. Um, and, and Clark kind of looks at her and waits, and then she's the one that goes and recruits everybody because... Wait, oh, I meant this still- conversation after, like oh. after Clark came back from Bardo, like in the reactor room while Raven is crying and being guilty. Like I absolutely buy into yours. I just meant in terms of like, mm. if everything was identical minus Nikki and having Clark come back and be like, hey, it's okay to feel the way that you feel. Yeah. No, yeah. But, I, but I, like, yeah, I, I don't even think, based on what I said before, I don't even think that Nikki was there so that Raven could have a story. I feel like, again, these are all characters that Jason hoped to write, or, or some writer hoped to write, and they were just not in the story, so they just wrote them. They got bored of Clark and Bellamy <laughs> and the, the old characters, so they just started writing these new ones. I feel like they really were there for their own sake. Like They were just having fun with these characters, and the whole time we were like, what is... Is this going anywhere? Like, what is... <laughs> uh, all right. Um, can I move us into me being salty about Indra for a hot sec? Yeah. And then and then we'll finish up with, yeah. with Bellamy mm-hmm. again. Um, so, yeah. So, okay. So, clearly, it seems like Nikki sparing Raven and, and Indra sparing... Shitheda like was supposed to kind of be a parallel, except it actually kind of breaks down if you actually look at it. But fine. So Indra spares Shadeheda. Why? 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 Like it's he deserves more mercy than Bellamy. <sighs> like I know it's I for plot force reasons. This. Like I know it's absolutely for plot force reasons, so that he could be the one to a tell Bellamy about the notebook and b do something on Earth because God because. Because Indra never learns her lesson whenever she, like, says, oh, you know, the angry mob will take care of and kill Shade Hedo, or we do this, and he'll surely die, and I'm just going to close this door and walk away, and lo, Shade Hedo's still alive. So, like, of course he survives, and he's in the next episode, but I'm just kind of like, it didn't seem, and I saw some takes on Twitter and stuff where people were like, you know, oh, it's, you know, Indra growing, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no. No, that's, in my opinion, it was not Indra growing and finding mercy. Like, fuck him. He deserved absolutely no mercy. And she knew that. And then suddenly she let him live. Like, do do you guys have any thoughts about them? Or am I the only one angry about about Indra? I mean, no, I just No, I'm pretty fired up. I hate the... (laughs) You sound really, really (laughs) spicy about it, Shaheen. (laughs) I mean, I hate this in every movie, and it happens in every fucking movie, unless it's a really good movie or sh- or show, um, where, like, the character that you've been waiting to kill the whole time, they, they capture him or whatever, and they have the opportunity to kill him, and for some stupid reason, they don't. And, it's and it bites like, them in the ass? What? Yeah, and I'm, it just feels stupid because you see that writer's hand. You're like, no reasonable person would have done this shit Hedda is a hazard he he should not be let out in the wild like he he will cause a lot of damage just being alive so it's proven you know there are like there are some prisoners who, who are like um like they're in in a prison inside prison you know like they met they cause so much shit inside prison 
you know, like they start forming like gang gangsters and whatnot. They start forming their own gangs inside the prison, and you know they start violent, doing violence. They take over prison and everything. So they put him in like a prison inside the prison, or like you're too dangerous to even be with other prisoners. You've lost um, privileges. You do not. You do yeah, not you get to earn. Just be taken away from people. It seems like when you're around people, sh- bad shit happens. So yeah, it's it's dumb. <laughs> And and grow what like she just slaughtered a bunch of people. I mean, granted, okay, it was in, sort of in self defense. It wasn't really they weren't. It was it didn't look like they were gonna kill them. So that that guy had gone some kind of crazy, but still, I mean, she did it to to break free. She didn't really. It wasn't like imminent threat. So it wasn't really self defense in that sense. Um, and then when it comes to Shedera, who, you know, like, if, if he were, like, in a modern court, he would get, like, 500 years in prison for every everyone he's killed. Right, so, like, he doesn't deserve any kind of redemption or leeway. Like, he has been, like, evil with a capital E in a, like, over-the-top way this entire <laughs> season. So, like, it's not like there's... It's not like there have been any kind of, like, gray area to his character. Like, he right. has been presented by the writers to us as irredeemable. Mm-hmm. And yet, yeah. Indra keeps giving him chances. So I'm kind of like, do you want to fuck him? Like, what is happening? Yeah, why not have her say, like, I know that won't. That's a, it's like a long-suffering death wound. And then walk away. And at least it's like, she made that decision because it's like, was the worst possible decision for him. You know? Instead of like a mercy mm-hmm. killing. Like, let him suffer. But that's like, still not what they did. And, and like, you were saying, Shaheen, it's just like, you see the plot strings so blatantly on the show yeah. for these last few seasons. And it's just annoying. <laughs> right? Because there used to be finesse. There used to be surprise. There used to be Subtlety. Like, yeah. Like, it- Fuck. I, yeah, and ambiguity, like, there would be decisions the characters would make, and and you'd be like, why did they do that? I kind of see it, I, but, like, you wouldn't be, it wouldn't just feel stupid, it would be like, wow, like, this is shocking or something, you know? Um, whereas, yeah, like, there's ambiguity where you can feel like, I can kind of see how the character got there, you know, even if I don't agree with what they did. And then there are times when you're like, no, this is just because you guys wanted something else to happen next season. Yeah. Next episode. Plot force, as they say. Um, Okay. So now that now that you guys have joined me in my rant against the idiot ball, um, I guess it's time to talk whatever we left we have to say in terms of Bellamy and Clark and the fact that like we we've actually. okay. so I will say that we have talked mostly about Bellamy in this case. But, like, the writers did a huge disservice to Clark, too. Like, yeah. that's not Clark. No. That that wasn't Clark. And so, you know, to, to, to do that to both of their characters, to both of their mains, is just... I, I, I Like, I don't even have words for it. Like, I was going to say egregious or offensive. But at this point, I'm just kind of, like, petty. Like, it was petty and bad like it just wasn't good writing um yeah so petty and in like 
what I just don't get is how emotionally compromised were the writers, and by that I mean Jason slash Kim, that they couldn't see the error of this choice or how transparently the pettiness would show through this. Like this is this is kind of it's embarrassing to watch. It's it's hard to watch because it's like what are you guys doing? Like like how did you, you fuck up? That? How did you fuck up Clark killing Bellamy so badly that no one is sad about it? Yeah. <laughs> like you don't seem sad, Bubs. Like if it, when we went into this season, they, and like I certainly had thoughts. I was like, you know, it's either going to be Clark or Bellamy, and I know if Bellamy dies, like Bubs is going to be fucking destroyed. Except you're not destroyed. I mean, how can I be though? It, because it's like this season is so bad. Like it, it's like it's one thing if the season was awesome and I was so pumped for like what was going to happen next, and then in all that excitement and thrill to see what would be next, then they kill Bellamy, and like that element of joy and like part of my little like battery that's getting me through all this excitement is gone that would have been harrowing <laughs> but i mean this is just the whole big wet wet part of the season <laughs> how am i supposed to get upset about it I, I mean it's just at this point i'm i'm smacking on popcorn watching the antics of the showrunner um just wearing his petty heart on his sleeve <laughs> It just, I, it no was, it was, it. Bellamy did not deserve, as you said, this wet fart of an ending. Like, no. it was a disservice to the character. It was a disservice to the audience. Like, again, this doesn't even have anything to do with shipping. I'm not a, fu- like, yeah. I am a shipper. I am not a Bullark shipper. But, like, I appreciate good story. Like, I was, uh, when, when you watch it, and you actually have a note in this, Shaheen, why didn't Clark shoot him in the leg? Good question. Why didn't she shoot the other Bardo bees and then like hash it out with Bellamy and then maybe like they couldn't come to a resolution and something else would happen? Like there are like 14,000 ways that this could have been handled in a way where the audience would be like, fuck, she had no choice left or like, you know, something. There was no inevitability about it. And if you're going to kill your main, you need to have it feel inevitable. Yeah. Yeah. It just felt like a mistake. Yeah. So go ahead, Shaheen. Sorry. Sorry, I, like I was saying before, is like there are times when Clark or in you know in previous seasons when Clark or Bellamy or whoever does something, and as the audience, you're not entirely sure if you, if you agree that 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 they had no other choice, but you can see how they got there. You can see why they did that. You know, like the bombing of Tan DC mm-hmm. or the like lever of Mount Weather, like Mount Weather, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like maybe you guys had another choice. Maybe you could have waited a little. You know, they were torturing Abby, but maybe if you know, you could have just let that go and found another way or whatever. You know, uh, let you know with Tandy C. You know, it could have there could have been other ways. Like let your cover blow and just send someone else or something. Or you know, there are ways you can think about. Like maybe this wasn't the only thing to do, but given the urgency of the situation and the um you know having to make a snap um snap decision and all of that and and the sort of moral complexity of each course of action you can see how someone would make one or the other decision you know um in this case it just didn't feel that way like 
I mean, they. She really didn't have to do that to get the book. <laughs> no, like a, she didn't have to get the book. Like they tried to ratchet up the tension, being like the portal is going to close. And but but again, we already talked about the fact that like, why does it matter if Crazy Bill has the code? Like, you know, like getting the book or yeah. whatever. Like she thinks that they're going to torture Maddie about it. But just have her spill. Just yeah, be done with it. Just say what you saw. Who the fuck cares? It's it's all a nonsense. It's a crazy cult. cult. It doesn't make any sense anyway. So Where who else, gives a why shit? Why are you taking? Why aren't you taking Bellamy seriously? Like, and <laughs> if if it's real, then they have the code and they can win the last war. Like it, it's kind of it. There's no losing in this. <laughs> like there's, it's a win win. And so to put your two mains in such a way that like, I mean, and again, like absolutely no offense to, you know, Bob and Eliza, like they did a great job with the scene. Like you, they put as much into it as they could have given how just flat the, 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 the situation was, yeah. but like, that's how you're going to do Bellamy. Like Clark kills him, pieces out and he dies alone. Like that's what alone. that character. Alone. That's so clear. Correct me if I'm wrong. Clark ended up not taking the note. Correct. Yeah. That's so. <laughs> she killed Bellamy, and she didn't even take the notebook. But I, also, what she had Cadigan with her, even though Bellamy said this is bigger than Cadigan, whatever. I mean, you kill Cadigan. No, like the this like operation doesn't really know what to do. Like, it's just kill Cadigan. Um. I don't know. It's not that hard. It's really, there's so many more options. So it's just like... Yeah, like you have Cadigan hostage. Who's going to torture Maddie? Yeah. As long as you have Cadigan. And you have Maddie. Like... Yeah, I mean, it, it cannot be. The more you think about it, the less it makes it's sense. So and, and even when I didn't think about it, it didn't make any goddamn sense. So, like, we're just <laughs> digging a hole of what the fuck. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, I cannot get past the fact that Bellamy dies alone on the opposite side of his friends. And this isn't an episode where they took the time to have these, like, little, oh, let's rally around Raven, poor thing. Oh, like, all these things that they- Murphy's the hero. Yeah, that they always fucking forget to do. And we're always, like, begging for it. They finally remember to do that just so Bellamy dying alone is that much more punctuated. Like, that's shitty. Like, that's just really shitty. And why? Why on earth? Like, I just, I can think of a, a zillion ways it could have been done better. Right, and that's it's the thing. Like, hard. Like, this is the, the, the way that it could have been the most senseless and cruel and petty like so that's exactly what it was we we had this uh we had this uh super cool dude edgelord uh in our mentions um trying to well actually um our our twitter account as to why like you know he's not he's not a shipper or a stand so like you know he doesn't care as much about like you know that bullshit he gets story and you know he's there for like the plot and you know he's very smart and stuff like that and completely missing the point that everyone else is trying to make i'm not mad that they decided to have clark kill bellamy that could have worked like i wouldn't that's not the choice that i would have loved in terms of like that sucks like that is an that could have been 
on paper, a very emotional, fucking gut-wrenching thing. Like, that sucks. Like, killing Bellamy fucking sucks. Like, he has been through the show. But, like, if we're going to have a high-stakes death, fine. The complaint isn't that, that Clark killed Bellamy. The complaint is it was just fucking sloppy. Mm-hmm. And, like, this dude would just, like, just went on a rant in the mentions for May Week again about why, like, why the rest of us shippers, quote unquote, his words, um, why us shippers and stands, like, are just, you know, so stupidly upset about this. And it's like, bro, you're, for somebody who is, who is as, as clearly smart as you say you are, your reading comprehension is terrible. Like, it's just, it's, uh, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm convinced all of those guys are actually Jason. <laughs> it's just Jason there, Stan accounts. There's actually just, one on Reddit that like posted, and I was like, okay, wait a minute. That actually legitimately sounds like Jason talking. <laughs> um, it was like something about how, well, death is senseless. Well, well you know what? When you write a story, it's it not should also mean something because you are you have the authority over the story and you're trying to say something. Yes, there could be an element where death is senseless, but in the final season, three episodes before the finale, with the male lead, no. After giving him a shit plotline for three episodes, that's not what senseless means. Well, also and the that's fact that's not how you show it in a story. Also, like you know, all of these you know writers and directors and Hollywood and all this—they're all artists. They're artists. They make art. And if art makes you feel something, then they've done their job and like, blah, blah, blah. Like they killed Finn and that was awful. And they killed Lexa. Like Lexa's a special situation because they fucking just stepped on it with that. But like, it made me feel something like, never mind that. Like, you know, art, you got to feel it, you know, Abby's death, all of this. And it's like, yeah, okay. But nobody felt anything about Bellamy dying. So you failed. Yeah. It, you fucking failed. And, and it's just like, at this point, there's... There's no high points. Like, I think the last point for me where I was like, oh, that was great, was Bellamy Clark CPR. And it was CPR. Like, come on. <laughs> like, what else was a happy moment? Nothing. Literally nothing. They had some awkward picnic where you're like, I'm sorry, this must have been filmed out of order because this is bizarre and does not match the tone of anything else. <laughs> um, Did you yeah, feel I, anything, Shaheen? Like, was it... No. Step in here. <laughs> no, it was like I said, I mean I, I sobbed when Lincoln died. I um when uh, Clark killed Finn, I cried there were, yeah, I, I cried did when not Lexa feel died, anything. Obviously. I cried when Lexa I cried yeah, I, I, You're not you're not a stranger I, to crying and having feels. Yeah. All of these like but yeah, I I mean that really hasn't happened honestly since season four. Um for me to like really really feel the the weight of something but this was particularly flat-footed um and yeah it just didn't feel like something i would understand happening at that moment um and i think the important thing is to keep in mind what you said joe that it's not about what happened but it's about the manner in which it was executed yeah Um, it's about how it was done. It's not about what they did, but how they did it. Um, I'm, you know, as I've tried to indicate throughout this podcast, I, I am, I try to be like open and uh, open-minded with respect to narratives. And, you know, I, I you know, I'm not one of those uh, people who, who say like everyone should follow 
Aristotle's Poetics to a T. Um, <laughs> Not to be too prescriptive but, about it, but fine. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I, I'm fine. Write postmodern stories. Things don't go anywhere where, you know, people die shitty deaths, whatever. But it, it still has to be rewarding. You know, it has to make you feel something. Um, so it's not about that fact that, like, there was a main character was killed by another main character and it was cruel and it was senseless death or whatever. It's just none of that came across. None of it felt like anything. That's the problem. You know? um, yeah. So... I guess the next thing is what do we what kind of fallout do we think is going to happen when Clark comes to Earth and like is basically like, yo, I killed Bellamy and Octavia is going to be like, like what Octavia, who never got to have her like reunion, really, like she had an awkward conversation with 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 pod people, Bellamy. But like I, I yeah. this <laughs> that should reverberate throughout every single character that like is on Earth and it is not going to. Yeah, and they already released, like, the inside the episode for next episode. Oh, did they? I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, and so in that, we find out that Bellamy's death was a last-minute decision slash change to the script, and the next episode was actually... I am shocked. I am shocked that it was not (laughs) well-planned. Um, And the next episode was actually... Wait, the next episode was going to be when he actually dies? No, it was supposed to be a happy episode slash reunion on Earth. Um... And obviously now it has to deal with the fallout of Bellamy. But I, I think like what they said is, um, of course, Jason um, with his asshole face um, was just like, I, um, their reaction won't be what you think, meaning they don't, we're not going to give a shit. They're going to be like, oh, Clark, I'm so sorry you had to do that. And that's it. That's going to be bad of it. In my opinion. Um, so are we know, do we know for sure that it's Earth? Uh, I think that they've kind of confirmed it. Um, like I think I ninety nine point nine percent, and I feel like showrunner. Like I want to say Jason has mentioned it's Earth or something. Like it's because yeah, they're back on. They're back in the bunker. Maybe I don't fucking know. Okay, so I just want to yeah. point out for our listeners that this is not officially canon that it's Earth. It's just the like planet that I'm like ninety eight percent. We are very yeah. So sorry for listeners, but again, like you don't you don't come here for the facts. Um, do you guys have anything else that you want to say about the balark of it all, the ending of the episode before we get to our well actuallys and petty bullshit? I mean, what balark? Like <laughs> this, this season has. I mean, how many times have they said best friend? <laughs> best like, friend. That's how much they were trying to, like, walk back. Because, like, before they didn't say it, they're like, oh, platonic, platonic. Now they're like, best friend. Like, it's best friend. just, don't pretend you didn't bait your audience because you fucking did. <laughs> um, and Bellamy died and he didn't even fuck her. <laughs> I mean, honestly. <laughs> Come on. Like, Clark could have been <laughs> like, yo, this portal is closing. You have 15 seconds. And Bellamy's like, I'm a young guy. I got this. And, you know, he would have died anyway. Like, at least let him bang her because, Seriously. you know, just let the let the curse run its course. But, like, damn, dude. Like, let Bellamy get a little something, something. Uh, and <laughs> add insult to injury, Echo is still alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh I mean, God. maybe maybe Clark Fucking and her bitch. will grief f- 
fuck and Echo Ew, will die. No. Echo's but then Echo disgusting. will die. <laughs> I mean... Maybe Echo will kill Clark. Maybe Echo will stub her toe, get a blood clot, and just die. <laughs> you're... you're. I have a fantasy. I mean, you could be a writer in season eight. Um, yeah. All right. Well, actuallys and petty bullshit. Um, Shaheen, how about you go first? I feel like Bubs and I have been yelling a lot this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I had a few... Um, so one was, I guess, she, Clark didn't take the notebook, so that that was more of a question. Um, um, so, why is Clark speaking Trigeta slang to Bellamy? Because Bellark fans don't like Trigeta slang because they didn't like when Grounders took over the show, and so it's another insult to injury to <laughs> Bellark fans. Well, are they trying to do it because then the Bardo bees don't know it? Like that was my understanding. The thing well, but then they didn't Cadigan have to be in the room. Knows it. They I mean, they had no one um, in the room. It could have just been Bellamy. I mean, that's a, like the people who mattered knew the language. Uh, Shedheda knows the language, and Cadigan knows the language. The other, you know, redshirt Bardo bees. What does it matter what they hear? I don't. I don't think it's. I don't know. Um, I would have thought that she didn't want, um, you know, Cadigan or, um, Shedheda to know more. Oh, I thought it she was, she didn't book, want the bees to know. Cause yeah, Shedheda speaks Trig and I mean, Bill was gone at that point, but also that. So anyway, um. <laughs> That's this then, whole episode. So anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing is, I mean, this is not specific to this show, but. I mean, I've never tried to knock someone out, but I don't imagine it's that easy to find the the spot you have to hit them on the head on the head for them to just pass out. Like most places, you can hit someone, they would just like be like "ow" and they would like have a concussion. But to like have them pass out, it, 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 I don't know. I mean, it's again, I've never tried it. Also, the show takes liberties with the number of times people are concussed and yet have no lasting <laughs> damage. Um, yeah. like, Clark should be, like, drooling at this point. Like, she should not have That's, fine motor yeah. skills, given the number of times that she has been knocked out. Um. Like, especially in the dark. And that was a kid, right? Like, a kid hitting Nikki on the head with a wrench in the dark. Yeah, that should crack your fucking skull, first of all. That was pretty lucky that, that she just passed out. <sighs> <sighs> I mean, that she passed out and that that was the only thing that happened. I mean, I feel like you could do serious damage to someone without them passing out. Um, Like, passing out is very... Like, your brain doesn't... Isn't inclined to pass out when you're in danger. So, um, you'd have to really hit them in the right spot for them to pass out. And and (laughs) give them brain damage because you have hit them in the skull with a wrench. Like... That's a bad idea. Like, maybe, I mean, who knows? Maybe that's why she let Raven go. Because she, like, she knew somewhere (laughs) deep down she was supposed to be super mad at this girl. But then when it came to kill her, she was like, ah. She was woozies. (laughs) She just couldn't remember. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, why are you I know I'm supposed to do something here. (laughs) Anyway, um, do you have any others? Um, that was it. Okay. Um, Bubs. Um... I thought it was, like, I know that Raven is a genius. I have a few. Um, I know Raven is a genius, but her, like, picking up the dose shit, shit hada, like, so quickly, I thought was a little bit suspicious. 
Like, that's a big leap. <laughs> um, well, they said his name. But she doesn't know his maybe, grounder name. Maybe, maybe she does. <laughs> Why would she know it, though? Plot force, bubs. Plot force. <sighs> yeah. Um, and then there's a moment where I think Bellamy tells Gabriel, like, oh, yeah, Hope and Ecker, blah, blah, blah. But how does he even know that they're friends? Like, he didn't know that they spent time together or anything or saw them interact, really. Um, so it's like, again, this show forgetting that it it's not connecting all the dots with all the dynamics. Um, and then the last one was, why wasn't Bellamy's quote-unquote arc Jordan's? Why? <laughs> Right? Like, he would have been primed. Get it? Primed? uh, For being taken in by a cult. Like, it absolutely would have made sense. He was already susceptible to it. And this one is, like, more, quote-unquote, knowledge-seeking and peaceful. Why would that not have appealed to him more than Bellamy, who's always been like, you gotta fight to survive. Like, he... and the fact <laughs> when we left Jordan last season, he was leaning on the like, we've done a bad thing, like, let's be peaceful. And like this whole season, he's like had a gun and you're kind of like, mm, exactly. Like imagine okay. Bellamy and Clark next to each other having to shoot Jordan. Right. That's like That would have been horrible That's because they would have failed. They would have failed Monty and Harper and exactly. it would have been devastating. Exactly. And then like they can further bond over that since they've spent so much time apart. Um, by how ha- it's like another like thing that they've shitty done. thing that they've done together exactly and I'm not saying romantically I obviously like <laughs> to say that I've given up I feel like it goes without saying <laughs> <laughs> um but it's why did they make such terrible dis- oh wait I know spite that's right okay. yeah yeah um are you are you done with your will actually mm-hmm. okay I barely have one and this is normally like just a question. So, like, normally I can guess why they called an episode whatever they called it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Sanctum or, you know, uh, the Garden or, you know, whatever the fuck they want to call it, right? Mm-hmm. What the fuck was Blood Giant? I think it was, like, isn't that not a term for, like, the moon? Is it? Um, hold on. I'm Googling it. Google is only giving me results for the hundred. I know. I'm seeing that too. I got like one like video game mention. Yeah. So I'm guessing that they, yeah, I don't think it's a thing. <laughs> so I just want to know why, why did they call it that? Because it makes no, like usually there's some sort of thread and I'm like, well, did you guys cut a scene? Like I'm super confused. Like, there's a song called Blood Giant. Um, all right, moving along. Uh, what 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 kind of movies and TV shows do you guys have to recommend to people that are maybe less shitty? Uh, I did watch Teenage Bounty Hunter, as I told you. Finally! Was, like, texting you while I was watching Finally! It. And it was really, it was really sweet. Like, it, it was enjoyable, and I think with all the crap 2020 stuff going on, um, it was definitely the right call. Um, and I've talked about it with, with Joe, but, like, I don't understand what this genre is, because it's a genre where the show goes there, it, it talks about, like, sex, it's, like, like, in your face about stuff, but it's somehow, like, so pure and wholesome. Yeah. And I, this is, like, the perfect example of that genre, and I just really, I loved it so much. It's, like, these two sisters who love each other 
so, so much. And the relationship is so sweet. Um, and yeah, so much great stuff happens. A good ship that was unexpected. Um, yeah. And then one other thing, I just watched Julie and the Phantoms on Netflix, um, which is younger. I would say, like, if you have kids, you can watch it with them. But I really did enjoy it. It's like a 90s boy band died and came back as ghosts in 2020 um, to help this girl whose mom died. And she stopped doing music when her mom died to get her back into music. And it's, again, just really sweet. Yep. Okay. Thank you for those recs. Uh, and I'm so glad that you finally watched uh, Teenage Bounty Hunters. Because so when I watched it, I was like, this is Bubs' show. Why the fuck isn't everyone I'm else so watching it? I'm so glad you bitched it? to me about it. I am I am there to bitch in bitch in your DMs. Um, <laughs> Shaheen, what about you? Have you watched anything, or are you back on your Harmon train train? Or uh, <laughs> um, I've been kind of busy with other stuff. Um, I so I don't have anything to recommend. But you guys hear about that Netflix movie that got controversial? No, which which one? Cutie. Yeah, cuties. Oh, was that the like twerking toddlers? Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I won't be it's... watching that. Okay. So that's uh you know, I'm not saying I'm not recommending um but just uh interesting thing to look into cuz uh you know, some people think it's child pornography, other people think it's uh it's 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 you know, a good social commentary and uh, and you know, it's award-winning movie it's french so is it like a cultural difference like we're just more squeamish with sexy things i don't know it's just interesting because like to think about from you know point of view of Maybe culture and things like that because some people are really outraged and some people think it's it's fine well, i think so i was a big fan of dance moms um it's like the only reality television show that i actively watched um, but there were some times where I felt uncomfortable with, um, some of the dances that the little girls would do at competitions because I'm like, why are they in like hot pants and like sports bras? They're like seven. <laughs> um, and so, but like their, their families are there. Um, and no one bats an eye at that. So it does feel like it's a cultural thing. Like, and at the same time, it's like, why are you sexualizing a child? Like they're obviously yeah. like in, like they're they're having a good time. They're performing. They're doing their thing. It's just families here. Like, why are you sexualizing? So I think yeah. it is kind of yeah. I think it's interesting. Yeah, it's uh, it's also a story about a Muslim girl, um, immigrant who is uh, you know the she's struggling with you know she comes from a culture of modesty. And then she gets into this dance class where she has to be. Wait, is it fiction? I thought it was a documentary. Am I thinking of a different thing? It's a f it's fiction, as far as I know. Yeah. Why was I thinking um, that there was some sort of a documentary about these kids? Maybe I'm confusing two um, things in my brain. You know, you know what happens in my brain and substances that ruin my memory. I'm no, but familiar. this one is. Yeah. Um, I did hear people throwing around like pedophilia with in mention to that show or movie. I thought it was a show, but I guess it's a movie. Yeah. No, it's a movie. It's, um, what was I saying? Um, yeah, so it's just, it's just controversial all around, mm. all around. Um, yeah. Hmm. That's, that's it. Interesting. But well, you, okay. You enjoyed um, it? So it was like. 
Well, I haven't actually watched it. So we're just um, you're just bringing up controversy <laughs> just to just to stir the pot. <laughs> um, yeah, I um, I mean, I've seen little bits of it. Um, we might watch it. Um, I, I read a little bit about it. Perhaps you will uh, report back to us next week and let us know. Children, yeah. toddlers twerking, pornography, or no? <laughs> we'll yeah. do a poll. I'll, I'll yeah, dance. <laughs> that was horrible. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> it took me a little bit too long to get that. <laughs> it was top shelf. It was, it was not. Good. It was okay. Um, so I'm trying to think. Like I feel like we've like marathoned through some stuff recently, and I think I recommended Snowpiercer last week. I feel like we've watched something in between then, but who the fuck knows what it was. Um, we've finally, after years and years and years, gone back to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We left it, I think, during, like, there was a writer's strike or something like that, or, like, a hiatus of some sort in season four, and they just aired their finale for season seven this year, like, a couple of weeks ago. So, like, we, we've, we finished up season four, which actually ramped up and got really good, and they totally did a um, a City of Light storyline, but they actually kind of nailed it, and it was really good. Um, and then now they're they've kind of zagged the show into a different direction. Um, but it's, it's so far like considering it's a network show, it's on ABC. Like most seasons had like twenty something episodes. Very few of them are kind of duds. They that you know again we're just we're just getting into season five, but like damn they like they really do a good job like progressing their characters, remembering character relationships. Um, it's funnier in season five. Um, so yeah, I think it, it's it's good. Like it's it's a good easy watch, and there are a ton of episodes. If if in you know this year of our Lord twenty twenty of everything being on fire or ill or pandemic or homeless or murdered by police um it's uh it's a nice little sort of easy watch that like still lets you have feelings about things but like you can also just relax mm, that if that right like you're just kind of like all right so me show me some like superhero shit and a ragtag team of 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 found family who love each other mm. Yeah, that's nice. Um, all right, so we have completely, hopefully, hopefully we have um, satisfactorily uh, shredded and discussed this episode. We did have a lot of people who were asking for our coverage about it. Uh, some people thought that we wouldn't cover it. I'm like, of course we're going to fucking watch this episode and bitch about it. What the fuck else have we got going on? Um, we love it's cathartic ruining for our days. Yeah, like, happy Sunday to the rest of us. Um, so we will be back with episode 714, A Sort of Homecoming. Um, tweet at us, maybe again, that's probably where I'm at most, because, again, with apologies uh, to our fan who emailed us, and I didn't check our email for 10 days. Sorry. Uh, I actually didn't know about it until Shaheen texted and was like, and that one person wrote us an email. I was like, we, lo, I forgot, we have an email address. Um so, I'm, but I'm logged into that now. So if you do want to email at us, uh, at, uh, for, at, what the fuck is the email address? Maybe you can get at gmail.com or come yell at us and Bubs will post the episode to Reddit. I don't fucking know. Um, thanks you guys for being here. I'm sorry for you, Bubs. I know that, you know, of all of us, Bellamy Blake was your number one absolute fave, even though you're a dirty shipper and a stan and your opinion means nothing. Um, My brain you. is just so it's so feeble they can't do things right oh (laughs) you don't understand the story they're telling i can't think good (laughs) (laughs) um thanks for being here guys yeah take it easy guys maybe geek again or some fuck i don't know all right bye